What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff podcast. Before the episode starts, I wanted to advise that the audio is a little janky. We had some technical difficulties that we uh, attempted to sort out partway through the episode. So there's going to be a slight intermission um, where we took a break to figure out some of the mic stuff, and then we jumped back in. So be prepared for that. Otherwise, enjoy the show. <laughs> gorilla noises gorilla noises to start recording <laughs> all right it looks like we're in now we did it oh. we're testing well i think the gorilla noises was the test <laughs> um i think your theory is right because the thing didn't budge it didn't start recording last time until you clicked your watch yeah i think it waits it lies in wait um hey i'm i'm very glad to have you here hey thank you so much for joining the call <laughs> Bink. so i thought i'd dive right into our agenda yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reach out to us you can email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com you can call us on our phone number 415-488-5031 or reach us on uh, social media uh who are we we are the Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff Podcast. Ooh, and you're wearing the shirt to match. The old Love school that. shirt. Um, what do we like doing here? We like to discuss movies and TV shows uh, that we have either been recommended, recommend to each other, or that uh, coincide with some kind of theme that we've set for ourselves. Um, and then we drink and then we talk about those things to each other on Skype only because the world is plagued. <laughs> and that's that's it. If you if you and I'm referring to you audience, I'm sure you've noticed so many podcasts dropping off. Not us. No way. We found a way to keep it going. Yeah, dude. I I even have to say this, and it could have been due to a vacation or some kind of time off or something but i i think i referenced last time or the time before i listened to my favorite murder mm. and they've been doing like skype episodes and stuff and at one of the recent episodes that came out was from one of their live shows like a year or two ago and it wasn't like new content and i was Wait, like so they re-released it they the yeah it was like a re-released episode weird and i was like are you guys falling behind, dude? News. <laughs> wow. I noticed uh, Conan O'Brien doing that. Like, it would say new content, or it, w it would say released in May 5th, and I'd check it out, and it would be a video of Conan from, like, 10 years ago. What? Like, oh, you're re-releasing shit because you don't have new stuff, but you're trying to keep the crowd all pumped. I get it. Yeah, I mean it's it's smart to constantly release content, but it's it is funny when you see it like recycle. Like, ha -ha. It's like an obvious sign of like floundering. Yeah. So, what is the idea behind today's episode, sir? Oh, sorry. 
I wanted to kill off this drink because it was fucking gross. I'm not going to do these Pierre, Pierre, Pierre waters anymore for my vodka waters. Uh, so our theme today is famous monsters. And uh, I was trying to stay on point with uh, COVID shit, but like there's only so many things you can do to tie that in. Uh, we didn't realize quarantine would fucking last this long. So, yeah. Like, I feel like we don't have to stay on point. It's kind of nice to to get back to, you know, whatever we want. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what made me think of this topic. Uh, but I think it, it was one of those dormant ones. It was like, you know, it'd be fun for us to tackle, like, famous Hollywood monsters. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have such a deep fascination with all of them like i wish i could time travel back to the time where some of these were really in and like go to a movie and see like swamp thing dracula wolfman yeah when they were like the tits it would have been really cool to see that especially because it was like you know at that time it was the first of its kind and so it was like new and exciting and now we don't make stuff like that really anymore and i found out like I didn't find out, but like just what I've noticed is that a lot of monster movies and I guess like new takes or spin-offs of monster movies they're all pretty bad. Like they're fun, but they're not great, you know? Like where are the yeah. really good monster movies at? Uh Yeah, man, it's like a I'm trying to think of the ones that like really stand out. I, th- I think it's something that, like, people tried to keep around because it's one of those antiquated ideas. Like, they were so successful in the day, and let's keep it going. And it's just evolved so much. Maybe the audience isn't down for it anymore. Maybe we just aren't inclined to be on top of monster movies. But I personally think they're just not as good. I think they're just not as good. Like, if you tried to pitch the idea behind some of the movies that have come out, that have been really big successes. It's like, is that is that a good idea? Like, is this a good idea to make? And then they make it, and you're like, dude, they did that so well. And then you think of, like, a really cool idea, like a monster movie, and you're like, man, that was just executed poorly. Like, they didn't do a good job there when they really could have. Like, other than, I guess, my movie, I don't, I don't know a more recent, like, monster movie release. Like, they have a lot of, like, uh like hauntings movies and i don't even really know what the what the thing is like conjuring there's like 50 conjuring movies oh yeah i'm like is the it's like a demon thing or like the house itself is is the monster yeah Ooh, stay right there move move the mic right in front of your face like that like that oh yeah that's crisp oh yeah alex and i did a handoff where he gave me a handy do you say it like that he gave me a handy yeah, I gave him a handy. He gave me a handy in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Passed me. It wasn't a parking lot. It was a cul-de-sac. Thank you very much. Right. We're classy. Uh, I wanted the mic because I noticed Alex's voice was so much better. Do you think the foam... Oh, wow. Do you think the foam tip uh, makes makes the quality better? Do you think I should put it on real fast? Um, if you have it, put it on. But I don't think it makes the quality huge ooh anything sounds the 
Sounds pretty pretty the same. What makes me nervous is that you slipped it on and I didn't hear anything. Oh, fuck. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Listen to this. Does that make sound? Yes. Yes. Makes a shitload of sound? Zero sound. Have I been talking into my fucking computer this whole time, bro? I don't know. It doesn't sound bad. I'm going to switch up audio. We might have to cut this part out, but it's okay. <laughs> do do your thing. If we stop recording, I'm afraid it'll it'll die. Remember that intermission I told you about in the beginning? This is it, and now we jump back in. So before that rude mic interruption of ours, um, which we'll cut out, um, <laughs> we talked about the theme of monster movies and how some monster movies are shitty, but... I don't think, well, I think you know what I watched, but... Uh, I Unless you changed it. I changed mine. Okay, I can I make a guess? Well, yeah. I know you told me. I, I, I had guessed you were going to watch Godzilla before you told me you wanted to watch Godzilla. Oh, wow. Because um, I was like, A, famous monster, that's on your brain because of the new magic deck. 100%. I was like, dude, it's got to be Godzilla, and that's a great famous monster from like shoot like the 40s like how old are those movies so long ago i think the 40s you know why are you ready for this i read this fucking article about it do it so oh my god this is crazy the the beginning of the article was talking about how it shouldn't be a big fucking surprise that radiation makes monsters in asia and radiation makes superheroes here because we dropped the fucking nuke in Japan, wrecked shop, and we were the heroes, and uh, to them, like, we were monsters at the time. So radiation in their heads, bad, makes bad things. And for us, it's like, can do good things. It's crazy. So it was a crazy article to read, and, like, Godzilla was created, like, immediately after this. And then some of our greatest superheroes were created immediately after this. Yeah, that is actually fascinating. Uh, like a, a a good analysis of like the human condition of like this is how people think. I it's yeah. a, it's kind of the same, a little bit in the same vein, I guess. But I just finished reading a book uh, about like paramilitary shit and like oh, the history yeah. of like special forces and. One of the things I learned in this book is that here in America, we learn about the Vietnam War, right? Talk about the Vietnam War. You see guys walking around with hats that say Vietnam veteran. Well, they don't call it the Vietnam War in Vietnam. (laughs) Do you know what they call it in Vietnam? Like a massacre or something? The American War. Oh, of course. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Yeah, it's just funny. Oh, bye. If you were to be there or let's say like you were vacationing somewhere else like in Europe or whatever and you met someone from Vietnam and it came up and it's like oh yeah the during the like my my grandfather fought in the American War. What the hell is the American War? Oh, it was the Vietnam War. It's just weird how that stuff like is it's different. If they said American War, I would be so confused. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was in Vietnam and we went to the area with the tunnels and like the big war memorial. And, uh, it was, it was pretty fucking dark, man. 
like I felt really me and the whole the whole group of students and staff we were with felt too uncomfortable to stick around because people were crying in this big room <laughs> with a video on and the video was like oh god dude it was like children running from burning villages like with burns all over their faces like places that the the US fucking dropped napalm in and stuff <clears throat> and it was yeah. stuff i my fucking sheltered american mind had never seen before you know cuz I, I just heard about the spread of communism and we had to save the world from communism and we had to insert ourselves over there and save the world and it was it was really bad it was it was one of one of the moments in my life where it really made me rethink shit oh yeah man it, some crazy stuff happened over there um and the craziest thing is like we i like from what i saw i was like oh my god so do these people fucking hate us they don't at all they love americans yeah it's i'm sure the perception has changed over time and hopefully everybody knows like not not everybody is like that you know yeah. but uh just you know like same thing with like 9-11 doesn't mean all people from the middle east are evil and terrible it's like it's just there are a select few everywhere that are one way or the other but like i in this book i read some crazy shit that that both sides were doing like there was That's a story so of interesting some americans like on a super secret mission to literally blow up an entire camp of soldiers and uh along the way some cooks uh a woman and another man were up super early preparing food and they heard the approach and these one of these guys just slit a woman's throat in the middle of the forest just to keep her quiet and uh that was like a terrible thing that happened but on the other side there was like a rescue mission happening and this has nothing to do with monster movies but since we're on it this is our show whatever this is deep because in this scenario we are the monsters we are the monsters (laughs) we uh there was a rescue mission uh americans were trying to get out and one of them was captured and tortured to death and his dead body was posted as a trap uh out in a field and booby trapped and they saw it from the air and they like did a helicopter insertion to try to take his body out without doing the traps and he was like really mangled and and they had really did a number on him and uh it, it went pretty poorly and some of the even like some of these uh special forces guys like started vomiting because they just couldn't handle what had happened to this guy <laughs> it was like really God. really bad so both both sides did some crazy shit um yeah just a it was just a messy war i uh i was watching this youtube video over the weekend about this uh like this how the cia in like the 50s i think were fucking inserting themselves all over the place their international presence was crazy yep and it seemed like uh there was going to be a communist takeover in the philippines so there was this guy that was a specialist in figuring out how to fuck with the enemy like uh mental warfare and he figured out that this like militant group that was pushing for communism was very very superstitious this is this is tying us back to the monster theme yes um and he and in the philippines they have their own version of vampires it's not the like 
the white, the super pale dude with hair slicked back, like not, like we have the Transylvanian vampire, I think. Yep. And they have more of like the creature monster vampire. Oh, which um, is so much better. And they're oh, <laughs> there's freaked me out. Theirs is like a like a humanoid beast thing that kind of looks like a bat, but uh has a mosquito tongue and it fucking shoots into your neck and gives you two divots in your neck. Um, and it also fucking they blame for a long time in that culture they would blame miscarriages on that creature because apparently that tongue would go onto the the navel of pregnant women and suck on the fetus. Which was of so course, scary. I know, of course, standard. So knowing this, the guy uh, they're trying to take control of this this base. They're having a really hard time getting in, so they waited for the change of guards. And when the one guy was walking away. Because he was alone when he was walking away, they plucked two little holes in his neck and drained all the blood of, from his body. So when they found him, they found this corpse that was fucking crazy discolored, like obviously drained. And they and they were like, "We got to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and we and we it was like a ridiculously successful program. We took control of the base and halted the spread of communism in this part of the world that may be one of my favorite stories of all time that should have been in this book because this book was all about that it's essentially the history of special forces and and like cia stuff the u.s has made them do gross things man oh yeah pretty pretty crazy but uh i'll lend you that book foul wants to read it next but i'll lend it to you after because it's really sick uh you did. You didn't do Dracula, did you? No, I did not. Did oh. you? No. No. I. Uh, I wanted to do Godzilla. You're right. I think Godzilla is in my head because the new Magic cards. But it is. There were a thousand Godzilla movies. Holy shit! There are so many. Yes. Um, I looked up the the, the best ones, and I didn't want to do like the American versions. I wanted to do a Japanese one, so I looked up best Japanese ones. It looked like Godzilla vs. Mothra or Godzilla yep. King Ghidorah. I actually, I've seen so many of those. I, me and my buddy, way back when Blockbuster was a fucking thing, we'd stack the Godzilla movies, just binge them. Um, and that was the best. Dude, and, me too. I think we ended up taping them off TV. Like we recorded oh, them on nice. our VCR. So like nice. I used to have copies of like Godzilla versus Metal Godzilla and like yeah, shit like that. So good. All the old ones too. So like they were all in super really badly done dubs. Oh, that's what makes <laughs> it so fun, dude. I love those. Uh, so I was like trying to decide to watch one of those. I was I was honestly about to hit the button on YouTube about to purchase. And then I told Katie the topic of our podcast. And um, we were talking about how she wanted to watch a movie with me that night. And I was like, what's a movie that like can, can fulfill the assignment for this podcast and that we could watch together? And we've been teetering on the idea of watching The Invisible Man for like two months. The Invisible Man is like a, a really famous I don't know if it's actually American, but it's a famous monster for sure. I think it is American. Um, that could just be my American stupidity coming out, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> he is, only because 
when we did the Abbott and Costello episode, I think I've seen the original Invisible Man, but in the Abbott and Costello episode we did, or that I did, um, in the very end, the Invisible Man comes out, and it was this very American dude that was like, uh, I, I think the best way to put it is like, he was like the Deadpool of those monsters, where he was just like, yeah. oh, hey, what's going on, guys? I'm smoking a cigarette, but you can't see me, so you just see a floating cigarette. <laughs> I think the original Invisible Man, like, had to be funny because you can't see him. So, like, he has to, have, he has to be super fucking funny and sassy to make up for the... The lack of that. visual. Yeah, exactly. But you watched the new one. Jesus. You watched the new one with uh, Kate Moss? Is that her? Uh, I think Nicole Moss? Right. Uh, Someone Moss? Pull it up. I have it up, but I have it on trivia because the trivia was so good. I wanted to read it to you. Her last name is Moss, 100%. <laughs> I think you're right. Give me a second. Give me a second. Elizabeth Moss. God damn it. Um, so close. <laughs> and so part of Katie's pull to watch this movie is because she was on um, the uh, Hands Made Tales and, oh, what's that other one that we watched together? The one about No. What? <laughs> She was in a movie called The Kitchen about Hell's Kitchen. Oh. It was actually, it was really, it was kind of a a slow burn, but it was about, like, women taking over their husband's mob roles in New York. It was pretty sick. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty dope. It was a bit slower than I wanted, but the premise was pretty rad, and there were some really good parts in it. But you were saying uh, oh. she was in something that you guys watched? Yeah. Oh, I, I need, we just... Crush this, god damn it. I, I'm going to need to pull this up or it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, oh, shit. She was in Us, if you remember that. She, I think she was the wife that got fucked up. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, Mad Men. That's it. Dude, I never watched that. Bro, you would really like it. It's really good. I it's, like what's his name? Mark Ham. I like that guy. He's great. It's such a fucking crazy time, and he's such an interesting character. Um, we, we crushed that and she's in it and she was really good. But so like Katie's, uh, pull to watch that movie was her. And also the, Katie cannot handle scary movies. Fucking hates them a lot. And this was like a little different because it wasn't like your traditional, like thing pop up, like nothing can pop up in this because it's invisible. Yeah, it was the difference is this it's, I wouldn't say it's a scary movie, but it's a suspense movie, that's, and that's that's the key. It. You nailed it. That's exactly how she classified it. She was like, because I think it straddles the line of like suspense and thriller versus horror. Yep. Um, and totally right. And we've been kind of sitting on watching it because uh, it was one of those movies that was supposed to come out right when the Shelter in Place smacked America in the world, I guess. And uh, it was twenty bucks to watch, and we're like. Fuck that, bro. That's crazy. Which is nuts, because we would pay more than that to go to the movies. You know? Oh, yeah. But I, I think it came out before this happened, because Fallon and I saw it in theaters. Yeah, it did. And then they were like, oh, I didn't know you watched it. I've seen it. Oh, shit. But I'm they, happy to talk about it. Oh, perfect. So, they, and then they, they released it. I guess because they had to stop it in all the theaters. Mm-hmm. 
just to keep it going, I guess. Yeah, it probably cut a few weeks at least off of their theater time, which is they're like, dude, we invested how many millions of dollars into this thing, and now no one's going to watch it? Put it out there to to rent at home. Like, there's yeah. no way they can... They had to recoup somehow. I wonder how badly it did, actually. I didn't even think about that. I know I know a lot of movies are doing way better than expected, so I'm interested to learn about this one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to learn about this one. And I feel bad for people that, like, were trying to break out in movies and, like, their big movie break was, like, fucked up by all this stuff. Yeah. I feel really bad. But, uh... It was so we we decided to watch it and, and uh, it was dropped by five whole dollars so I paid fifteen bucks instead of twenty but totally worth it dude yeah it was I thought it was really good um, I liked it it was uh, a really interesting take on this character on the Invisible Man like I in my mind I think my brain goes to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I think of, like, the sassy, funny, invisible man that does cool Yeah, things. and I think, so, I think it's titled The Invisible Man because the dude's invisible, but I don't think it's reminiscent of the old character, The Invisible Man. Wait, but it actually totally is. And it I really is? explain why, yeah, it's all connected. I'm very happy to to learn about that because I, when we were deciding like we should go see this, I was like, hell yeah, like this could be the revamp of the dark universe that I was hoping for. Like hopefully they're so gonna. I'm glad you're bringing this up. So this is good. what I want. This is what I want, Sterling. I know. But I, I, that's why I wanted to see it so bad, and then I watched it, and it was great. They did a really good job on it, and I think like the cinematography was outstanding like that's that's what these movies should be it was so well done but after watching it i was like i don't think this is related to that dark universe at all and that bummed me out it was a good standalone film but i was like i don't think they can link this to anything so i don't know you know whatever but it was hot but apparently it is related and i'm pumped for you to tell me why i guess i should just dive into that now um so people know what the fuck we're talking about so the dark universe was a multiverse or shared universe that what was it universal yeah universal universal was gonna put on basically everyone after seeing the wild success of marvel and avengers they're trying to make a shared universe and universal was gonna make a dark universe with all the famous monsters which sounds yeah, hot they, as absolute fuck they already are shared so they, they are, already have yeah. a shared universe. They just have a shared universe from like 70 years ago. Right. So it's Which like, is the same as Marvel Avengers, right? Yeah, totally. Totally the same. Like Batman was from, what, the 30s? Superman's from the 30s? Like yeah. he's, you know, it's the same period. Just they brought it back with a modern spin and made it sick. And why not with monsters? And... What happened was they started, they kicked it off with The Mummy, with Tom Cruise, and it was, a, by their standards, like a huge flop. And they decided not to continue with the Dark Universe, which was a massive bummer because they only gave it one shot. Like, they didn't connect even two movies, you know? 
They yeah, they gave it one shot, but they laid the seeds for another movie. And I mentioned this a hundred thousand billion times. (laughs) Russell Crowe was Doctor Jekyll. He was there, man. They had it in the bag. They had it. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh my god, that was so cool. That movie, like, say what you want about that movie, but like the scene where Doctor Jekyll goes Mr. Hyde and it's Russell Crowe, it was really cool. It was really fucking cool. It was so. Oh, the potential was there, man. And I actually, I really like The Mummies with Brendan Fraser. Like, Same. those were great. But I I was hesitant for The Mummy with Tom Cruise. And I liked it. It was, if you, if you gotta, you gotta separate in your mind the fact that, like, this is not the Brendan Fraser Mummy. Like, put that out of your so head. Hard. It's a different thing. But when you watch it as a standalone, like it's fun. It's a good movie. It's like got a crazy mummy monster. It's got Dr. Jekyll that goes a little hide and it's like it's got it's got the foundations, man. And they could have they could have rolled it out. They could have been sick. Like think about those people creating Dracula and the Wolfman and Frankenstein. Like all these monsters, they they had them. And they they just like, you know what? It's not worth the money not worth it <sighs> i don't know what what they could have done better i feel like it's harder to make uh something like that cool than it is to make like a fucking you know dude in robot armor like iron man fucking cool like like it's relevant if, now. if i'm jeff bezos right i'm a multi-billionaire yeah. i'll throw a billion dollars at universal and be like use this billion dollars to make all the monster movies and uh, and and that's all. Just take it. Yeah, why well, right. can't we have a fucking crazy billionaire that's into movies like that Elon, we like? I'm calling you out. Please fund the Dark Universe. You just had a kid named like hashtag Blitzkrieg35. <laughs> he he's gonna be a little preoccupied. <laughs> hashtag Blitzkrieg. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head. That was uh, that was the best. Um, okay, let me let me read you the. Do you ever go on trivia on IMDb to like learn the crazy things about the movies? Sometimes, sometimes I do. I did not this time, which so I I had to learn about this one because I my mind was in the same place as yours. The literally the first thing on trivia. Uh, the film was originally going to be part of the dark universe. With, this is going to hurt, man, with Johnny Depp starring as the titular character, so starring the Invisible Man, and Ed Solomon writing the screenplay. But changes were made to the Dark Universe to focus on individual storytelling and moving on from the shared universe concept after the box office failure of The Mummy in 2017, which itself was an attempt to reboot the Dark Universe after the box office disappointment of Dracula Untold. Oh, so I guess they didn't like how Dracula Untold did either. I I have never seen that movie, but I've always really seriously wanted to because it looks cool to me. I haven't seen it either. Can we save that to watch together? Yeah. Um, Once this is lifted, we'll we'll have a movie night. It looks fucking sweet, and I think you and I would like it. Um, But I guess that was their like unofficial stab at it, and then the Mummy was their legit stab at it, and it didn't neither panned out. But 
what what's cool like this i guess this kind of silver lining is that, that people are realizing that they can't fucking just you know replicate what marvel did and they're kind of focusing on their their individual movies and immediately when they're when these guys aren't trying to jump through all these hoops and hurdles and trying to make sure this movie fits a bigger universe by themselves the movies themselves are better because they make them on their own so the first example of that in dc i see is shazam shazam was really good and it was the first movie that i can think of that was after they decided to chop the shared universe yeah and they're like let's just make this singular thing the best it can be and they knocked it out of the park we talked about that like it's so good and i think if you could do that then the maybe the shared universe shit is an option in the future i feel like i don't know i've never looked into it but was a shared gigantic ass universe the plan when iron man came out or was it like, let's make a sick-ass superhero movie, and then they made Iron Man, and they're like, dang, that did really good. Let's kind of keep it rolling. It So it was, but, like, it was super subtle. And they, they made it in such a way that, like, if shit never got shared, it wouldn't matter. They were the ones who started the after-the-credits scene stuff. Well, not started it, but they were the ones who made it really popular. Yeah, they that dude. After they started doing that, people people don't leave theaters anymore. Oh, the movie staff must fucking hate it, bro. Oh my god, it must be the worst. Well, the theater staff must hate it, but like all these people that worked on these movies, that they're like, no one's ever gonna see my name, uh, ever, because I was the assistant makeup artist for the you know (laughs) you know random ass guy in scene four like i just you know like all these people are listed but nobody knows nobody looks at that of course uh my mom would if i it it was really hard to take my mom to the movies but when there was one good enough to make her want to go physically to the theater she would make us fucking watch all the credits because she's like all these people worked really hard on this movie we need to we need to watch all these credits, and I never, I still wouldn't do that. But it's, <laughs> I I just I respect her so much more being a grown up and knowing like, oh my god, all these people worked their asses off and they are so stoked that their names are up there. Yeah, you know, and there are people like my mom out there that will sit there every time and fucking read it, which is cool. Um, okay, so. Having read that trivia, knowing that this movie is a standalone, um, they were able to do their own thing. And, like, what this movie really is about is this basically, like, I envision, like, an Elon, an evil Elon Musk or an evil Tony Stark. Like, this super rich guy that is involved with tons of technology and shit. But he's, like, a super abusive physically emotionally and even like situationally uh, partner and he uses all of his shit to his advantage and right off the bat it was like captivating because our main character um i think her name's cecilia in the movie oh uh, i don't remember that i don't remember her name yeah right off the bat uh cecilia is trying to get the fuck out uh and it's really intense She's just, like, checking all these cameras. She's disabling certain cameras. She pulls up a a vial of pills indicating that she knocked him out with diazepam or whatever. Yeah, whatever that is. 
and uh, she runs through the forest to the woods where her sister's waiting for her to pick her up and take off. And it's not like a normal, it's, it's definitely, definitely not like a normal domestic dispute escape story. She has to escape a fucking fortress. She has to, like, <laughs> jump over walls and, like, evade cameras and shit. It was yeah, crazy. I was going to say, like, we can't skip straight to the woods. Like, this is a freaking compound that this guy owns. Like, that's, it It really, I love stuff like that because it sets the stage of, like, who this dude is. It's not yeah. just an abusive boyfriend. It's, like, it is a an evil Tony Stark. Like, this massive, really nice, like, house on a cliff on the beach like their bedroom like near the waves and it's all windows and like the steps she goes through to like get through the security system and then she gets to the garage and the dog is there and it's like oh my god which like adds to the suspense and then she scales like a 15 foot wall to get out of there so insane oh so bad um and on that note when i was checking out the trivia oh my screen's frozen can you still hear me I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, you you've frozen a couple times. I just kind of leave it. <laughs> God, it scares me. So, uh, the Latin root for her name, Cecilia, uh, it comes from a, a word in Latin that means blind or to be blind. Which oh is my God! Crazy. No way. Uh, yeah, because she can't fucking see the dude. So this guy is like, she basically like escapes the dude. It's very apparent that he's a goddamn fucking violent and crazy. I'm listening. I have to plug my computer in. Oh, yeah, hit it. And so she goes to her sister's friend's house. This dude's a cop. Um, he has a, a daughter that's about to go to college. And um, she's very, very paranoid. And uh, she's trying to, like, I don't know, get back into society and shit. And the, the dude in the house is like, Come on, you haven't been out of the house in two weeks. Let's go. Let's do things. And this guy was... It's really cool because we're at a day and age where something like this is, like, almost or is believable. Like, if you if you go back to the, uh, the Invisible Man in 1930, it was, like, so far-fetched. It was like, this crazy scientist mixed hormones this and that with a chemical this and that, and they drank it, and they turned invisible forever. And uh, it it's like makes more sense now. It's a dude who is a leading uh, scientist or businessman in optics, and now there's there are suits that can basically make you unseeable, not invisible, but like unseeable. I will say. Yeah, it's basically a series of cameras and projectors where it's like the the cameras on the back of you are projecting on the front of you. So whoever's looking at it sees what's behind you, and that's that makes you invisible. Right, right. For all intents and purposes, you are invisible. Like, if you if you see this thing, you won't see, like you have to focus on it to see it, I guess, and you can't. So I want to ask you about that because there were scenes where the camera would would focus on nothing. Oh, and we loved that. We loved I, didn't, I didn't see any traces of anything, and I was looking real hard. Did you notice anything? Only, only because the both of us were watching, and we had the ability to rewind. 
And Katie would see something and be like, oh, my God, rewind. And then I would see something and be like, oh, fuck, rewind. And we would see it because we were both checking so hard. Okay. So there are things, right? Like in the there corner of the interview room and shit like that, when it's like yes. they're they're talking in the interview room and then it's like shows it's not focused on the guy. It's focused on the corner. I was like staring <laughs> hard. I was like, dude, he's there. Where is he? Like they're there. It could just be cinematic, uh, like, uh, just like visual drama, I guess is the best way to put it, where it's yeah. like they're focusing there so that you know he's there, but there's really nothing there. But part of me thought, why wouldn't they put a little something that's like so imperceptible? So was there shit like that? Yeah, and a lot of it um, called back to the original Invisible Man. Um, which was really fucking cool. Uh, like when when I love when when directors or writers do this shit because it shows me that they like hold reverence for the original source material. So I don't care that it's a remake at that point because they are honoring the old thing and then creating their new thing. Um, so I really appreciate that shit. That's uh, gonna come up in my movie, and I will talk about that as well. Oh, nice. Um. So, like, if there if there wasn't something moving in a scene, like you saw, there was an Easter egg. Like, it was meant to make you see something that you would recognize if you watched the original movie from 1933, or maybe one one or two of the ones from later. So here here's just a quick example. So, uh, when CC is in the hospital and sees a patient staring at her being brought out on a stretcher. His whole body is bandaged apart from his eyes. This aesthetic of the bandaged head is a reference to the original design of the Invisible Man's costume disguise in the original series. So the the Invisible Man in the beginning would put bandages all over himself to be seen. Like, mm-hmm. so see him. Um, so, like, Easter eggs like that. Or, um, let me see. Oh, here we go. When CC is in bed asleep and adrian is taking pictures of her so the invisible man is taking pictures of her fuck me that was scary that was so 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 scary dude (laughs) Uh, uh imagine someone being in your room like that's scary enough like someone sneaking into your bedroom at night but then you can't fucking see them what yeah so scary upon waking she looks up and sees a hat and trench coat on a stand i didn't catch this one this is a throwback to the original design of the Invisible Man's costume disguise in the original series. So, like, one of his things he put on instead of bandages was that. Like, yeah. That and all the and shit. I um, caught stuff like that, but... Oh, nice. Was there any, like... Like, distortion in the screen or anything like that? Yeah, 100%. Other, like, there was a, a couple times when I saw it, but I when I saw it, it was definitely like when the audience is supposed to see it. But I wondered if there was anything that's like imperceptible as like a treat. Like there, you got to yeah. watch this like six times to see that. You're right. There there was um, the biggest one that we we found and had to rewind like four times because I kept missing it was literally. I I think I think we should just not go over the movie and we just fucking talk about all this shit and then people, if they're interested enough, they can go watch it. We can do whatever you want, man. Um, Because it'll be crazy for me to go on and talk about the plot. But 
the point that where she's in the psych ward and everybody's talking to her, when she's talking to the guy that's like administering her drugs or trying to talk her through shit, you can see like what I would call like a glitch in the matrix behind him. You see a distortion in the light. And I was like, oh my fucking God, that's him right there. (laughs) And then we, and then I would show Katie and like, there would be other moments like that where I, but it's so funny because I see it once I rewind. Katie sees it immediately. There are things that Katie sees and then I don't. And it takes me like four rewinds to fucking catch it. But that's, that's what's so interesting about this like quote unquote monster to me. Um, it's not a pop-up monster. There was one pop-up scene that we both agreed on. Um, we don't count the scenes where, like, someone's walking and then they get choked, like, out of thin air. That's not a pop-up mm. scene because they're, they're just, like, choking all of a sudden, whatever. But the, the pop-up scene to us was when she was looking down the attic hole when she was in the attic. Oh, yeah. And she dropped paint because she thought he was there and then he was right in her face. Uh, that was a pop-up scene. That was spooky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was so interesting because they had to work on the visuals. They had to, they couldn't rely on cheap jump scares to be scary. Like, we noticed some scenes, like, they, they'd be in the kitchen, and we would take, like, we'd soak in the kitchen scene. And then the next scene, the character would be walking in the kitchen, the knife would be off the counter, and we'd be like, okay, that's that's something. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of subtleties really appreciated about this one, where it was just like, again, it wasn't a horror movie, it was a suspense movie, and yeah. there, therefore it wasn't like over the top in any degree. It wasn't like super jump scares or loud noises or whatever it was like all the creepiness of being it's like it's this monster if if anything is like intimate where it's like it's it's right there in your face and you don't even know so it's got to be subtle and creepy like they i think they did a really good job on it and to know that it's kind of a callback to the original is really cool i'm a big old fan of that so good man um but yeah it was it was mostly it was like a uh uh domestic assault survivor uh with a with a splash of technology a splash of revenge what and a sweet fucking splash of revenge i was i was telling katie i was like but maybe 15 minutes before the movie ended, I was like, if it ends with her doing this thing, I will be so happy. And it it delivered, man. It delivered in the best way. Oh, oh man. So good. So good. Yeah, I I really liked it. I, I got a lot of mixed of a large, dark universe, but whatever. Like, it, this wouldn't have been the same thing if they were going for the dark universe. It would be a funny invisible man who became invisible accidentally. And the invisible man looks like it would have been Johnny Depp, which sounds hot. It sounds like that would have been a lot of fun, but it would have been like a Tim Burton movie, which isn't bad. But right. for the dark universe, I don't know. I, uh, I, I hope for all these universes, but 
uh, I don't mind the the movies they're making out of them. You know, I really liked Shazam, and I really liked this one. And Katie really liked it. It's crazy. I will cherish this movie because it was the first scary movie Katie and I watched together in forever. But I'm very curious about what the hell you watched, dude. What? So you're totally done talking about The Invisible Man? I I think so. Um, It was super cool. Like, I think... uh, 15 bucks is, is a bit steep to watch a movie, but it's maybe give steep it a for a movie rental. Yeah. But in the context of where we're at now, societally with this thing and the idea that had you gone to see the movie similar to a rental where you go to the movie and watch it one time and then that's it. Yeah. You guys would have paid what? 12 each. Oh, you know, like we would have spent so much and then snacks and fucking all that bullshit. Yeah. So you would have spent like it would have been like a $50 night versus a $15 night. So yep. kind of worth it. Um, the only difference being the, the cinematic experience, unfortunately. But um, yeah, man, that movie was killer. It was it was pretty uh, like surprisingly good, man. I'm a big fan. And now, did, uh, I'm assuming you rented it on Amazon? No, I did it on uh, YouTube. YouTube's my preferred. It's just so easy for me. I didn't know it was available there. I don't know if you, I don't know if you use Amazon a lot, but like for us, we'll check it every few days when we're like, oh, what do you want to watch? Oh, let's see what's available. And we'll go to uh, Amazon, and there's like, you know, on like any streaming app, there's like, you know, the home screen, and there's like a list of movies like, recommended and then you go down there's like rows there's always a row of like what should have been in theaters (laughs) like like what should have been oh my god it's not listed as that but that's how we take it because it's like the invisible man um shoot there was another one i really wanted to watch that should be out right now um i want to call it i think it's the hunt or something like that bro i just saw that shit looks great looks so dope Oh my God, looks good. But it's like it's movies that would have come out and AKA did come out like for home rental at a premium. Um, So we look at that every so often and uh, nothing has really caught our eyes quite yet except for the hunt. But there's a drive-in movie theater also playing the hunt. It's a a double feature of going. We're debating, but check this shit. Because I want to go with you. It's a double feature of The Invisible Man and The Hunt. <laughs> no way. So we had seen The Invisible Man. And we're like, oh, we could catch the second on our web. So uh, we haven't decided when exactly we're going to go, but we, we would like to go. This is and we can, all, we can all go in your car. Your new sick-ass ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, post-quarantine. Yeah, post-quarantine. But, I mean, we could do that now, which is cool to me. Like, it's a fun yeah. activity we can do together now. Just park our cars next to each other. Bam. Done. And now that it's 100,000 degrees outside, I can t- pull the top off my car. Woo! Oh, dude, I know. Um, like, I don't, I don't know why drive-ins have become irrelevant. Maybe because people are lazy and they want to just be inside. But the deal you get... By going to a drive-in is absurd. 
You pay like $8 and watch two to four movies. And the snacks are cheaper. And you get to be in your fucking own car and do whatever you want in your own car. You can drink in your car. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it is absolutely amazing. The I think the reason it's not as popular is there, there's a couple. One, one of the movies obviously has to start first. So you usually get like $8 for a double feature. The first movie, it's usually still a little bit light outside. That's one. Two, okay. it's coming in FM transmitter. So it's not maybe not great. Maybe if your car is not super comfortable, you're just like stuck in there listening. Three... You've got to deal with the loud ass people next to you, and people are not afraid to be loud at a drive-in movie. Oh, because they're people are kind of afraid to be loud in a theater. People are still loud, but they're more afraid to be loud. Mm-hmm. Versus people at the drive-in, they're like, you know what? I really want to see this movie. Let me pack my nine kids and bring their fucking razor scooters, <laughs> and I'll let them rage out while I watch this movie I wanted to watch. It's like, dude. I can hear 800,000 children while I watch this movie. <laughs> so there's there's some give and take, but the take is getting to watch a movie on the big screen in your car or like sitting in the tailgate with like tacos and it's nice outside. And like, it's, it's such a, it's a different feel, you know, it's like, so fun. it's like a picnic versus a restaurant kind of deal. Where it's like sometimes yeah. the picnic's pretty sweet, right? It is. It is very cool, man. I think we should do it. We should, man. It's one. There's one in Concord. Yeah, that was our our favorite one. And now that we got a car for it, we're super down. Yeah, just park in the way back where no one's gonna ding your car, and you'll you'll be all good. <laughs> we'll park uh, on the other side of the freeway, <laughs> like a Lowe's. <laughs> we'll just fucking listen. <laughs> Dude, we were able to, uh, so we had the the radio signal from when we went before, and a week later, we were driving by the drive-in, and we were on the freeway, and I was like, oh my god, put it on this frequency, and we got the movie. It was crazy. No way. For like yeah. two minutes? <laughs> Just yeah, for less than, like 15 seconds. That's so rad. Um, but yeah, it's a cool, cool concept, man. Uh shout out to our friend tyler who's converting his regular normal movie theater to a drive-in great idea dude that was an amazing video to watch um so to any listeners if you don't have marco polo they're not paying us but this is some free pub that app is the ball no free pub that app is so sick you can do like video text messaging and and we have like a group chat with our guys where we just video chat all day long and this video he sent of the lightsaber fight from episode one of Star Wars. Oh my gosh, dude. Just posted on the wall of the theater. Wow. It was outstanding. So sick. All right. So is it my turn? Dude, it is your turn. Thank you for letting me talk so long. No, I'm I'm happy about it. Like that's what I want. Um that content of not necessarily just a recap. I think I rely too heavily on the recaps, but the the real meat of the movie. Um 
with that being said, I'm about to recap the Wolfman for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I so when the when you posed the theme of famous monsters, I immediately reverted back to like the original monsters. Um and I struggled a bit because like I think the day before you posed that theme, we watched The Meg with Jason Statham. And I'd seen that movie like six times already, but it's like a giant shark. God damn it, I want to watch that so bad. Dude, it's so fun. You should watch it. I love shark movies. It's a great one. But I was like, nah, man, I want to watch like something kind of different, but leaning toward the original. So I started like searching like sea monster movies. Good I wanted on you for being self-aware and being like, no, I watched this enough. I think I should go for something else. Good on you. Well, yeah, I'm happy I to have you as my podcast partner. I'm happy to have you as my partner. I was really struggling, man, because there was a few that came to my mind that I was like, dude, I should watch this. No, I should watch this. I thought about like, what else did you almost do? I thought about Godzilla, but I knew you were gonna be on it before you told me. I was like, I can't watch that. Um, I started looking for other sea monsters because I love sea monsters. So I was like. What Loch Ness movies are there that I could do? Oh, shit. Um, I didn't want to do like Lake Placid or anything. Oh, God, I was just going to say that. What a, what a movie. <laughs> yeah. It, not a bad movie, but I don't think it counts for, for this particular conversation. Like, I think our topic would be monster movies and not famous monster movies. Exactly. It's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is not a famous monster. It's a monster movie, but it's not a famous monster. So then I started thinking like, okay, what what counts? And the originals came to mind. And I was like, well, I don't want to do Dracula necessarily. Um, and the, the Wolfman really stuck out to me. It kept coming back. And I was like, okay, I got to find a good Wolfman movie. And I, the only other one I was going to do outside of that I was thinking Bigfoot movies, and there is a hilarious Bigfoot movie called Abominable, and what's funny is if you Google Abominable right now, there's a recent, like, DreamWorks Pixar movie or something like that. that oh, uh, yeah, which won a bunch of awards and shit, actually. Yeah, apparently it was amazing, which I haven't seen it, so I'm, you know, I, I don't know one way or the other, but the one I'm talking about was from several years ago. And it's a sci-fi original movie called Abominable about Weird. it's basically Rear Window, the Hitchcock movie, but it's in like Lake Tahoe or something. <laughs> and this guy in a wheelchair it decides to go on vacation, rents a cabin, and the cabin next door to his is like a bunch of sorority girls who all get eaten by Sasquatch. And it's awesome. And I was like, dude, maybe I should introduce our audience to that movie. But then I thought, you know what? Sasquatch is a famous monster, but it just doesn't feel sincere. So I wanted like a legitimate monster movie of old. So I chose The Wolfman. And I did, I kind of did a compromise. So I didn't watch the 1940s Wolfman. I watched the 2010 Wolfman because I had never oh, seen. No, it wasn't bad. I like. Oh, okay. It was good, 
I have my qualms, which I will discuss. But uh, let me pull up the cast really fast because I think you'll be kind of impressed with that was who's... with uh, Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, the only one I remember from it because I love him so much. Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, oh. Anthony Hopkins, Hugo Weaving. Um, hold on. Who is who is the guy? Who is the guy I'm looking for? Oh God. There was a callback to the old movie, and I wanted I wanted to bring it up so bad. Where is he? After it, Jesus. Yeah, dude. There's a bunch of people in this movie. Um, and the guy, the guy that I'm looking for is uh not here. I'm amazed that Ozzy Butterfield is in here. Hold on, hold on, everybody. Cast. So, one of the callbacks. So you mentioned like several callbacks to the original um, Invisible Man in yours, and there's an actor I really like that plays a very small role. And if I can find him, I will mention his name. But he's remaining very elusive. Max von Sydow. And he's only referenced in the credits as Passenger on Train. What? But you'll know him from, uh, I think, Shutter Island. Max um, von. Hold on. If my phone would load anything at all. Oh, dude. This guy's... Oh, shit. He's been in Star Wars. He was, yeah, he was in Star Wars. He was in yeah. So he's been in a lot of good stuff. You know the guy. Oh, damn. He just died. Fuck me. Yeah. Dark. I knew that when I saw him, too. I was like, dude, I think he died recently. Um, I remember him from so much shit. Game of Thrones. Game yeah. Of Thrones. He's, a, he's like a legend, and he played a very small role in this movie. But it was so impactful because basically this movie followed pretty close to the original story but a little bit different and one of the one of the slight differences is that uh the lead character in the original has to go back and he stops at like a pawn shop or something or like an antique shop or something and picks up like a silver cane and you know takes that with him in this uh our lead is benicio del toro and his brother has gone missing, um, you know, apparently a victim of the beast. And Emily Blunt is his fiance, and she comes to New York. Um, this all takes place in like England. Yeah. She comes to New York where Bill Benicio del Toro is like an actor. And she comes to him and is like, hey, your brother's missing. I could really use your help. You know, I know you and your dad have some disagreements, but like we, you know, we, your brother's gone. And he's like, shoot, okay, whatever, let me go. So he goes back, <laughs> and on the train ride in England, this passenger, this old man, like Benicio del Toro is like asleep, and a picture of his mom, and like he's got like he's like like a thing he carries, like a memento, falls out of his hands, and uh, this old guy picks it up and hands it to him, 
and he's like is this your mother and he's like no you know yeah it is my mom but she died like right after this was taken you know he starts telling him a story and when it goes back to him we see that he's holding this sick ass cane with a silver handle of a wolf oh titties and uh He's like, you know, where are you going? He's like, oh, I, I forget where it's called. It's like Blood, Blood something. Uh, the name of the place, Bloodmore. I think it's called Bloodmore. Going to Bloodmore. Don't worry about it. Well, he's like, oh, I'm going to Bloodmore. You know, my to see my brother or whatever. And he's like, Bloodmore, you should take this. And he hands him the cane, and he's looking at it, and you, and he, he like spins the top, and like you can see it's a sword. Holy. And he puts it in. He's like, hey, you know, I you're really generous, but I, I can't accept. And he's like, well, it's you know, I know it's super dangerous out there. I I got this when I was going out there, you know, a lifetime ago. And a lifetime uh, I'd have read too much into this, but a lifetime ago is approximately 70, 75 years. <laughs> and the original movie came out. So he's like, oh, I got this a lifetime ago. And he's like, no, I can't accept so then he falls asleep again, and he wakes up, and that cane is sitting there for him, and he oh. takes it. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I thought that was really cool. All the character names are the same. Um, so that was obviously, like, a callback or, like, a remake, essentially, of the movie. Cool. But, you know, he goes up, and, and as he arrives, because it's, like, this takes place in, like, the 1800s, so it takes, like, a long time to get where you're going. And by the time everything's on one horsepower, no, straight up. So like by the time he gets to the like where his where he grew up, basically, um, it's been several days, if not several weeks. And so he gets there and they're like, your brother's body's been found yesterday. Um, And so he goes to see it and it's like really mangled. It's really bad. It's really bad news. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like a normal death. Very bad, very bad situation. Nice. So he is like in a bar and he's like hearing all these rumors while he's drinking, getting hammered. And all these people are talking shit about his family because apparently his mom was a whore and like everybody's just talking shit. Yeah. But Anthony Hopkins is his dad. So he goes to see, like, he goes to the mansion, essentially Wayne Manor. It's like this huge, sick mansion. Hell yeah. And uh, him and his dad have some animosity and, you know, a lot of drama there. And Emily Blunt is there, and they're all trying to look for him, and so it's his mission. And one of the theories he heard was that the gypsies killed him. And it sounds like he's like, you know, whatever. That sounds like bullshit. But then he finds out that his brother had been dealing with some gypsies um, trying to, like, basically negotiate peace because the gypsies are going to, like, infringe. And he's, like, you know, creating peace so they stay in one place and everybody else stays in another place and it's fine. And he finds out, okay, my brother's been dealing with gypsies and the theory is that gypsies killed him, so i got to go talk to some gypsies. So he goes out there. And that's when the creature attacks. Yeah. And my one qualm with this movie, it's I'm I'm really I'm like torn to 
like whether I have an issue with it or not, is that when I when I think of a werewolf, dude, I think of this badass crazy creature. Yeah. Right, like just this For sure. monster that's like Helsing. twelve feet tall. Van Helsing, exactly, dude. Like they did a really good job with those Crush with those it. werewolves. Yeah. The original Wolfman from like the thirties is basically just a dude, dude with like a false nose and some hair on his face and like some claws, and he's like, I'm a wolf. <laughs> be afraid of me. And look out. They they kind of brought that style to this movie. No, you can't do that. Yeah, it's it's a lot well it's a lot better done, but I it just wasn't great. Now they had some really cool moments when he's transforming of like watching his joints come out of place and like his feet get like super long, you know, like like really cool moments like that. But the end result monster was not. Yeah, dude, no, it wasn't great. And I was like, bro, you guys could have gone insane with this. Like you could have gone crazy. And I think they wanted to kind of hold true to the original, which is fair. They they went a little more ham with it, but it it still was basically a dude with claws and a hairy face. Like it just wasn't there. No. I, it brought me back to like Harry Potter. Like Professor Lupin was a crazy werewolf, right? Like he was no longer a dude. He looked like a skinny wolf. I just wanted Professor Lupin on steroids, like a big buff ass yeah, wolf. That's something like, actually scary, intimidating. Yeah, dude. And now they did a good job of making him scary. So one thing to note is I watched the unrated version. When I went to rent this, there was a regular version. And then two slots over, there was the unrated version. And I was like, uh, yeah. I'll watch this. So I had never seen it. So I don't know what things were included that were not in the theatrical release. But I'm going to go ahead and guess it was some of the more gruesome kill scenes. Of like there was there was a moment where there's a dude looking for the monster in like this like like a box car and you just see two claws come underneath the chin and come out his mouth. Like he just oh, no. jaw and then they pulls him in. So the movie was really good that way in the fear of like this thing is going to sneak up on you and like take you into the shadows and kill you. Like it was, it was really good uh, in that way. But when you saw the monster itself, not too scary. I'm watching it right now. I'm watching uh, the scene where they're in like the, the medical lab or like the, the group of people where they're like, let's, let's watch this medicinal. Oh, Hugo weavings in this bro. I was going to get there. Hugo Weaving is in this as an inspector. I just saw his fucking very frightened face, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it, bro. So in that scene, you're, he's he's tied in the in the chair, right? Yeah. Uh, that scene was yo. pretty jacked, dude. So basically... Dude, you're right. Oh, my God. Like, I see this fucking crazy-ass CGI scene where, like, his face is breaking. His bones are breaking. His hand... He has, like, joints getting all fucked up, and you're like, dude, what is about to happen? And then comes out something that I, me, Sterling, could have made with Katie in the other room. 
like I just put a bunch of hair on her face and like sharp teeth. Yeah, it's like not great. It's I, so, I think they were going for the nostalgia pull and it wasn't that hot. I think so too, man, because they use CGI pretty appropriately on the like the joints and the feet and the hands and stuff, and it's like it's much, really good. Yeah, and it's great. It's actually great, and that was like ten years ago. It was good. Yeah, it was it was ten years ago exactly, and it looks fantastic. And then it's the finished product, and you're like, that that's what everybody <laughs> agreed on. Like everybody thought that was a good idea. I felt the same way. Like, wait, what? I remember seeing this in black and white. Like, <laughs> I, I know this isn't what. Yeah, dude. So that was my thought was that they're trying to to be uh, like pay homage to the original, which is fair, but I don't think it it played well for them. But uh, there was a really dope ass scene where. I'm going to spoil it. It's been 10 years. If you haven't seen it, it's not I my fault. I saw it with an ex-girlfriend, and I'm excited to tell you about that story. After Ooh, that. yes. <laughs> so there's there's a scene where we find out that Anthony Hopkins is also a werewolf, and he's actually the werewolf that caused all these problems. He's like the kingpin. And he, he, he locks himself in this cage, and Benicio Del Toro is like, what the hell's happening? And Anthony Hopkins backs up, into the shadows and his eyes are still glowing and i was like yes dude like that's (laughs) what i want man yes that scene made me so stoked i was like dude i know the end monster is gonna look super dumb but that scene was so clutch man so good so weird that the transition scenes are fucking awesome but the actual monster is balls it's so weird that they did that part of me so here's my thoughts part of me thinks they wanted to be similar and respectful to the original and the other part of me thinks that if you watch the movie it sounds like you've seen the movie it the the end result monsters are real they're not cgi so they're they're dudes in makeup and costumes, which plays very well physically on camera, and that will, uh, I guess, last the test of time is a kind of a stretch, but it will play better on the eyes for longer than CGI will, right? In a few more years, yeah, yeah. maybe if we yeah. watch the transition scenes, we're like, damn, that CGI is pretty bad, but. Imagine if they had had just a bunch of wolf fights with CGI wolves like that could have been really bad. We could have watched that and been like, dude, this is terrible. But we're seeing these dudes in costume and real fur and real fangs and they're, you know, like physical things. And even though they're not as scary or crazy or cool as we wanted, that's still a physical thing that plays very well in the scene. And I wonder if they took that into account. I didn't take, I didn't do any research, but that's just my thought on it. Like, even when uh, in the end scene of Anthony Hopkins and Benicio del Toro like duking it out, they're they're monsters. Both of them fighting, they don't look very cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not pumped on that. Right now, not at all. 
Yeah, not very good. There were some gruesome scenes, though, where they're, like, ripping each other up and, like, literally pulling each other's liver out and stuff like that. It's pretty gross. But uh, I think they did really good on the physical effects that way. Like, this, the, the monster, like, he literally rips out someone's liver and holds it up and shakes it. And I'm like, oh, that's, okay. a, that's not fake. Like, that's a real prop. That's a physical thing <laughs> that that's wiggling on camera. Liver. <laughs> that could have gone to someone in need. No, uh, I you put it, it in a movie. But you like, you know, you can tell a lot of times when it's fake and it's just CGI stuff. But it's like when he does it, you can tell that's a real thing on camera, and that will look like that forever. So I don't know. I I really like that part of it. Um, I like the story of the basically the the story is that benicio del toro is the whole movie is like investigating his brother's death and his brother and him weren't close and him doing some investigative work driven by like remorse of not knowing his brother uh i think that played really well uh but as far as like famous monsters go like I think I think the Wolfman is one of my favorites because it's one of the oldest monsters known, I think, to society. Like, yeah, all this shit is based off of like stories and like wolves. real stories, like people yeah. being attacked by giant. Now, if they were just giant ass wolves, that could be a thing. But the fact that that there are real accounts of people like. We were attacked by a, a very much larger than average wolf. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. this used to be a man wolf. Like, that that kind of stuff really appeals to me. Whether it's fake or real or whatever, it's like... It's interesting nonetheless. It's very interesting. I, I will never forget listening to lore and hearing about the, the wolf man from Germany who very well could be the first recorded serial killer. Uh, I haven't heard that. It was so interesting, bro. Like, I haven't listened to lore in a long time. I feel bad. I need to read. Very, very old episode. Yeah, I I haven't listened to it in a long time. I I went back to it recently, and um, it's it's kind of the same old shit. Like, <laughs> like well, still love it, but in the beginning, it it just fucking captivated me. Just, like, got me, dude. I don't. I don't want to freak anybody out or talk ill of anything, but I, I, you're right. Same as you. As soon as I heard lore, I started to get captivated by it, and I listened to it all the time, and I realized I was, like, getting depressed. I don't know if it was because of lore it's or dark. It's some what dark was going material, on, dude. but I was like, dude, I'm, like, not feeling myself. And I stopped listening to it, and I kind of came back up to normal. And I was like, thing. fuck, like, I, I don't know if I should listen to that anymore. Like, yeah. it's really good. I'm not saying it's bad, but I I noticed my my mental state had had declined to a scary place. And I was like, I don't know if I should listen to this anymore. Your brain just goes to, like, a darker place, you know? And you're not supposed to spend that much time there. I agree. Like, I, the one that really fucking haunted me was the one of the lighthouse. And that one just oh, it just haunts me, man. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. I feel like my mind like blocked it out. 
Like the one I do remember. Good. I listened to a bunch of them, but the one I remember most was the one that was least interesting to me was the the Shackleton whiskey episode. Uh, the one where a bunch of people died in the building because they their their laws were bad or whatever. No, it was like this shipment of whiskey got lost in the ice. And it was like, that's what makes it like so expensive is that it's like someone recovered it. I don't know. Got but it. it like, I remember so many other ones, or at least I remember listening to so many other ones and I don't recall them very well. The other one I remember is like the, the grave bells. <laughs> oh, damn. That fucked me up too. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So if you guys, uh, as soon as you're done listening to ours, go ahead and listen to Lore. Oh yeah, Lore is super good. Don't don't take that as a a negative review. It's a fascinating podcast, and Aaron Mankey is the man. But uh, I had to take a break. But I think that's that's about it for my Wolfman one dude so i will never forget one of the last time one of the last days i spent with my last girlfriend before katie and i got together uh i paid for us to go see this movie and we were straight up like 50 60 percent of the way into the movie and she was like this is so bad i'm gonna walk out right now and i was like i paid for this you fucking walk, but I paid for it, and I will not leave a movie I paid for. Yep. And I don't. God, did she leave? I don't remember, but I remember seeing the end. I think she. You know what I think it was? I think she stayed. We saw the end, and she just bitched about it the rest of the the night. Like we were leaving, and she was like, "I can't believe this movie. This is so shit." And I was like, "Yeah, but like we got what we paid for. We paid for it. You sat yep. there." I wish I had your resolve. First, before I tell my story, think about that. The last girlfriend you had before Katie was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so long ago. That's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, but cool. I I went on a date with uh, my ex, and it was like one of our first dates. Um, you know her as my college ex. I don't want to say her name on this podcast. Um, I'll say my ex's name if you say yours right now. Go. <laughs> Wait, will you actually say yours? Yeah. Ayana Witherspoon. Ooh, Raquel Ellis. Ooh. Boom. Good thing they won't listen. Yeah, right. They'll I never don't. know. <laughs> 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 Fucking nerds. Anyways, so we went to like one of our first dates. And we went to see Mission Impossible 3. Fire. I don't even know when that came out. But uh, partway through the movie, I don't know if this was like her plan to like get out of the movie or what. But partway through the movie, she's like, I have a headache. Like, I have a migraine. I got to get out of here. And I had like never dated. I was like, this is my first girlfriend. Like, or like first date, really. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. So... Instead of sitting through this sick-ass action movie with Tom Cruise, I uh, I left with her and we sat in the parking lot while she mended her headache. And I was like, this bodes well for everybody, huh? And uh, 
it turned out horribly. <laughs> as as you well know. Please elaborate. Hmm? Wait, but I want you to elaborate. Elaborate on my failed relationship? Or what? Oh, well, when you put it like that, no. <laughs> no, it was just like, I, I instead of staying for the whole movie and letting her bitch about it later, I left halfway in the movie and ended up watching it later. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, it happens. But not anymore. Now Fowl will just no. sit in the other room. <laughs> Life is so different now. It is. It's way better. Dude, how many... I wish we could filter by age. How many fucking high school kids do we have? Wait, what? How many, how many like, kids from high school do you think are listening to this podcast? Dude, hopefully a lot. Hopefully we can teach them about life. If there are any kids fucking listening to this podcast, uh, it's going to get better. And this girl that you think is the best, you'll you'll find another one, or you'll be happier with that one. That's that. Yep, That's you're gonna goes. you're gonna find one way better. First of all, second of all, all this bullshit that your high school is pushing on you that they say is gonna be great on a resume does not matter at, at all. all. Oh, I was in leadership group. Oh, I was in the honor roll. No one gives a shit. Guaranteed. Um, same goes for college. Uh, if you think you're part of really cool clubs and stuff and they tell you it's going to look good on a resume, it doesn't. Nobody cares. Um, I've reviewed resumes. Uh, I've, I've talked about new hires, uh, in two companies that are pretty relatively large. Uh, one of which was like a fortune 200 company. Uh, we don't care about that stuff. So if you think wasting your good times and your parties and your life on a leadership group is a good idea, think again. Think again. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel like I just wasted someone's entire life, but that's fine. <laughs> they needed to hear it, man. Yeah, someone's got to tell them. Um, I'm... I think I'm done. I think I'm wrapped up as far as my movie is concerned. If you want to talk about other stuff, I'm here for it. I'm here all the way. So, like, I would recommend so many people to Wait, watch my movie. Talking to this part. I would recommend so many people to watch my movie. Would you recommend a lot of people to watch The Wolfman from 2010? Uh, no. I would recommend... <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. I would recommend a certain group to watch The Wolfman from 2010. And it's like a very, like, you, you've got to have appreciation for its heritage. If you're just looking for a monster movie, like, you're going to be disappointed, guaranteed. Right. But if you're looking for reference to, uh, like, a sick-ass heritage of monster movies, then this has some some fun tidbits in there of really cool movies. But I, I it wasn't great. And I, you know, I'm not that I'm it's pleased. It's so rare to hear you say that, especially on this podcast. 
I know, and that's the thing. I gotta be real. Like I, I don't like as that's everyone what might. We're think, here so. for. That's what we're here for. Exactly. As as much as everybody might think I like rating movies nines or tens, uh, I I'm trying to be as honest as possible. And when I think something's a nine or an eight or a ten or whatever, like it's because I loved the hell out of it. And when I see something that I'm like, you know, that doesn't deserve that. I'm going to call it out. Uh, my scale is skewed, but that's why you're listening to my opinion. Um, I would say I, this, I would give this like a five. Well, like, I would say that like, if you are trying to watch a movie and Alex doesn't like it, don't even fucking think about it again. Maybe <laughs> you want to, maybe you want to protest about this movie and say how bad it is. Maybe you want to center your life around about how bad this movie is. But like, I would say if Alex has a has, has a big heart and he welcomes so many good movies and sees the fucking gold in so many different movies. So I promise you, if he doesn't like a movie, it's for such fucking golden reasons. Like, don't don't waste your time. I I feel bad because I enjoyed watching it. I did, but it wasn't great. Like I liked it, but it wasn't a great movie. But but think of it like this, man. Like if uh if like a dude or anyone, if a person is like sitting here on a Friday and they're about to buy a movie on Amazon or YouTube and they're really fucking struggling to figure out what they what they're wanna what they're gonna purchase and uh they're on unemployment and they've fucking didn't eat on wednesday so they can afford a movie on friday is wolfman gonna be the one you recommend that they watch no it depends on the person bro <laughs> stop no, i would say no if 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 that is your situation don't don't watch the wolfman yeah, there's so much shit. Yeah, I, I gotta say I would rate it like a five. Um, again, so, I enjoy watching the lowest it. rating we have on this podcast. <laughs> the lowest rating we have was like a negative four for IO. <laughs> <laughs> the movie I love to shit on. Like, I, I fucking take like hard diuretic pills so I can shit <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> I hate this movie. Dude, it was so bad. It was so bad. I love that we watched it together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel really bad saying that. Like, people worked hard on it, but it was so bad. It was not good at all. Like, work hard on other things, you know? (laughs) Yeah, put that effort towards something good, please. Or if you're going to work hard on it and you see that it's a weird romance movie instead of a badass apocalypse movie, like maybe push for change, you know? Let's do a a few more raids for supplies. Let's do that. Let's hop on our quads. Let's put on our cast. Yeah, if you're like the guy that supplies lunch to the cast, I want you to feel totally entitled to go speak to the director of the whole operation to change this movie. Do yeah, it. Like, look, as your number one fan, I'm telling you, please don't do what you're doing. 
Oh my god. Dude, I think one of our goals on this podcast is to be you and me be in a movie for whatever role and for no matter what the amount of time is. Like, just be in a movie. And that's that. Yeah. We should look into that. I would love that. I would love to just just be drinking coffee at a cafe as someone walked by us. Like, that would be great. Oh, my God. I would kill for that. At the at every beginning of our podcast, I'd be like, we are the Alex and Sterling Watch This Podcast. Please reference Netflix series episode three of this thing. We are the two guys drinking coffee and slamming the table. That's what I would reference. Boom. I think we could do it. Like, if I actually looked into it. If we actually looked into it, I bet we could. Oh, we could. Dude, there's tons of casting websites that, uh, like, look for extras and shit all the time. My One of my old coworkers was in 13 Reasons Why. And he kept taking God. random days off work. Dude, did I ever tell you this story? This is hilarious. So, I love that show. Did you watch it? I did not. Oh, bro. It, it is great. Is hard it really watch. good? Very, very intense. Like, very hard to watch. But damn, it is good. Very I heard good a lot day. of good things about it. I just never watched it because it seemed like a sad teenage drama of a dude that killed himself. And, like, that makes me not happy. And I watch movies uh, that make me happy. It, well, it was about a girl who ki- killed herself. But what's crazy is, like, it's in what I find bananas is that it's all... Uh, up here so everything you see is like you you will find recognizable you'll be like oh my god i was at that beach oh my god i i just bought dinner from there they have some imaginary town but it's all right here yeah because they filmed a lot of it up here yeah and they so this guy i used to work with um is a really handsome dude like a good-looking dude, very fit, chiseled, you know, good, good-looking, attractive man. And uh, what's so funny about this is that it was a total accident—not an accident, but like a, just like a fluke, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh-huh. So, like, I guess there's some website or an app or something where you can make a profile and, uh, like movies and shows and stuff look on there for extras so his wife and her friend were making profiles and they did their pictures and they did their stats or whatever and they're like you should join and he's like yeah whatever and they they took a picture of him and they made a profile for him and he got dinged for 13 reasons why and what? they're like, hey, we think you would be great for, you know, whatever this scene is. And he went for it. And they kept asking him to come back and, like, kept doing other stuff. So I don't know. I, I didn't, again, I didn't watch it. So I don't know when he's in it or not or whatever. But he kept taking days off work to go film this show <laughs> when they were filming it up here. And uh, he didn't <laughs> tell anybody. And then he, he you know, him and I are pretty close so like we get beers and stuff and he's like oh yeah dude i'm in this show and he'd like tell me like oh yeah all those times i was off work i was doing this i was like oh bro that's awesome that's bonkers it's cool that you take time off of work to do that shows the passion 
Yeah. And I mean, he was in a position to be able to do so. Like he makes good money and he's not, he's like a supervisor. (laughs) I feel really bad. He's a supervisor. So he's not required to be there. Uh, he manages a bunch of people, so it doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's important. He is, I promise. Oh. James Savala, if you ever hear this, this is for you. Oh, <laughs> James Savala. I, love I call him Savajam. So we all, we all go by our seven letters, which is why mine is God Whale. Oh, my God. That's why. That's why. So his is Savage Jam. Wow, that's crazy. I like Savage Jam a lot. <laughs> yeah, Savage Jam is sick. You know what's not sick? Butt Jam. You know someone named Butt Jam? He was a very important person in the company. Stop it. James Butts. That's not real. It's really? real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Oh, Mr. Um, Butts, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so bad. What's another good one? You want to know what Fowls is? Yes. Mill Fowl. Mill Fowl? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Not as bad as butt farts or whatever you said. (laughs) That one was was so bad. Yeah, Mill Fowl. And so mine was God Whale. And when I came in, they, so like, obviously when you hire somebody, you know, all their shit before they come, right? Like, you know, stats and you like, you tell people in the office, Hey, this, this dude is joining our team like next Tuesday or whatever. And when I came onto the team, when I came to the office for the first time, they were all talking to me and they're like, yeah, so you're, you're God whale. And, uh, with a name like that, I mean, that's pretty epic. Um, we thought about calling you, you know, something related to like a ship, you know, like a like a whaling ship, like Captain Ahab or something. The Black Pearl. A god whale. The god of the whales. <laughs> and it just became this huge joke. But people from that company still call me god whale when we meet up. <laughs> no way. Culture Fowl still calls Martin. me god whale. What? Fowl still calls me god whale sometimes. I've heard her say that. Yes. Yeah. She said, how about the god whale? <laughs> like, yeah, give me that's, that's my thing. So fucking sick. Um, dude, uh, can we call this a monster mash? This episode? Monster bash? Monster mash? I'm down to call it either. It's up to you. If you want to call it monster mash, I will name it monster mash. If you want to call it a monster bash, I will call it a monster bash. Anything you want, I'm here for you. I don't know why. I don't know where my brother gets this shit, but like from like middle school till like middle of college for for you and me, he would refer to people to people having sex as the upside down monster mash. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because he was a virgin. Is that what it is? Like I don't know. That's the only way I can relate it. It's they did the upside down monster mash. <laughs> is that what it was but he always said that and it cracked me up and i was like did you hear this in a fucking song and never could find the song i mean he's a pretty creative guy so yeah. who knows who knows where he came up with that 
I'm going to tell him to listen to this podcast for a shout out and jokes on him. He'll have to listen to the end. Hey. All right, man. I think you did a great job recapping the fucking botched dark universe Wolfman. Um, I'm going to watch it, actually. <laughs> I, think you, I think you should just to understand where I'm coming from. You've got to watch the uncreated version. It's burned because into I'm my memory sure forever. Out. Wait, what? It's burned into my memory forever, so I'm gonna. I'm interested to watch it because of what exists in my brain. You should. Um, if you want to reach us, please email aswspodcast@gmail.com. Um, our phone number is four one five four eight eight five zero three one. Again, that's four one five four eight eight five zero three one. Um, find us on social media. Um, because I suck ass, I don't post a lot of things, and which I should. But Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ASWS Podcast. And uh, with that, we cheers. Cheers, brother. Uzi on it, so I'm just gonna hit the mic. Hope no one cares. I got us. And uh, I say we hang up and have a quick pee break, and then come back. Exactly what I need. Yes. Goodbye, Goodbye audience.